0: Good morning welcome to The Age Stage. My name is Paula Dunn and I'm here today with Brodie Gouzet to talk about all things to do with seniors. How are you, Brody?
1: I am slightly more senior than I was last week, which is about all I can really say about it, but, but really? I'm healthy. I'm, did you
0: have okay. a birthday?
1: No, I didn't.
0: No? Okay. My,
1: my, my wife did.
0: Okay. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: And she has passed the age of retirement but has no wish to retire. I'm with her. Oh really? 100. No, I'm in trouble.
0: Got no, <laughs> no intention. No, I'm, she no. she
1: doesn't she doesn't want to. She actually works at um, uh, uh, at Hastings mm-hmm. in community health over there, and has mm-hmm. been for a very long time. Lots of badges all over the Yes. Well done, yeah, she's, and she's, happy
0: she's, birthday to her.
1: It is yes, it is a it is a good birthday for her. Yes, unfortunately, we don't have all the family together to share that, but that's well nature.
0: Yeah, but you don't when they're the age that our children are. Nope. it's very hard to corral them all together uh, for uh, any particular me. reason. Tell me, my how week, was your week? My week was wonderful. Lots of cuddles with my new grandson. Uh-huh. So that's wonderful.
1: Is it making you feel like a grand person?
0: It's a privilege. It's a a great privilege to be a grandparent. Yeah, granny. I'll happily wear the banner, granny. Mm.
1: We got footage. This is all a bit gooey, isn't it? We got footage yesterday of Luna crawling.
0: Oh, she's so So she's off running. She's... She will break some hearts. That one. Oh Lordy! Yes,
1: she's broken mine already. <laughs> <laughs> no, today.
0: So today, today we have some interesting guests. We have um, Vicky Sutton from Mission uh, Melbourne City Mission. Oh yeah, and she's going to talk to us about oh. the things that they do and how they can help yep. people, and also Heather Catherwood. And Heather is uh, general manager of a. a place called called or culturally diverse culturally diverse care home care right so and um, and we have our regular guests as well
1: terrific well that sounds to me like a signature tune that Mm -hmm. should go something like this
0: And so welcome today to Stuart, who's oh. from the <laughs> village Baxter, who's here all on his own some.
2: <laughs> Hi, Paula. Hi, Brody. Yes, I am feeling neglected by my colleagues.
1: Bless his cotton
2: socks. <laughs> I, I don't know, know what's happened to them all.
0: Wow. Well, it
1: only goes to show that when it comes time for the points to be counted, when those that do, do, and those that can't, won't. <laughs>
2: Look, that's a very profound note. We should have left that for the end of a segment, I, I, I believe. But perhaps you could do a re- repeat of that.
1: It means that we are thrilled that we have you as a solo act mm-hmm. today.
2: I, I feel like I should be changing my voice every so often just so you know there's someone else in the room. You don't do any that's, such um, thing. But my it voice is, is not one that can change your, easily.
1: Your, your voice is fine. You have excellent diction. But it is your mind that we are choosing to mine. Mm,
2: well, <laughs> as the grey matter <laughs> gradually withers away, <laughs> oh, no, I suggest no. getting quickly. No, we yes. don't do
0: that. We don't wither away no. at all. And I'm sure Peter from the um, village Glen is listening to us as we speak. He could be. As he, he might be. be you as know, he drives, drives so, back, yes. so he
2: is in, was, is, was, prob- possibly still on the way back from Adelaide. Yes.
0: Oh yeah.
1: intrastate.
0: Yes. Yes, so just
2: enjoying the the drive Mm -hmm. with his wife. Mm -hmm. I presume quaffing wine at every town they go through. I don't see Peter as a quaffer.
0: Or a tippler. How would that be? A tippler? tippler. Yes. And of course, Tom is still in New Zealand, so it is Stuart. Yes, so it, is, it is
2: me today? and me alone.
0: Yes, and we're glad to have you, Stuart.
1: Well, we are.
2: Well, we, shall we solve world peace? Now there's only for three of us.
0: Of course we can. shall we shall can move sell. into the detox topics? Yes. do that?
1: We can do the, the hard, <laughs> the hard stuff. We can. Well, you, you've got a couple of things we're to talk about. One is that we're going to be covering off the, the open day that we're having.
2: Yes, next weekend.
0: Which mm-hmm.
1: uh, is going to be very exciting and we will, we will absolutely cover that. But, going back from last week, mm-hmm. we were somewhat concerned that, from Peter's perspective, well, from everyone's perspective really, is that the the governments have been progressively removing incentives that they used to pay to people that are in the care industry to the point that Peter was saying that while they are looking at and have permission to invest in a new uh, facility, that's as far as it's going at the moment because of the fear that the erosion of support will continue by government. Mm. Does that? Do you feel the same way?
2: For a long time... The thing that's been wrong with particularly residential aged care, uh, so nursing homes and, and hostels before it, is that the government control all sides of the equation. Mm. They control your income, they control your expenses, because they dictate what you have to provide, uh, and there's no scope to manoeuvre in there. So if government reduce, um, you know, one of the, the, the major inputs, Being change of funding or, or rules on what you can do with, with taking an accommodation bond or, or accommodation payment to what, by whatever title. Or if they increase the level of service that you've got to provide, where does the money come from for that? Mm. Mm. That, you know, you, there is no doubt that as a sector, we have been stretched for, for many years and government still try and offer to people a Rolls-Royce service while paying for a mini-minor. Mm-hmm. And at some point that has to stop. And that, that, I suspect that's why uh, Peter and uh, at the Village Glen has made the decision to just put a hold on building new uh, facilities yes. because unless you can have certainty in the financial equation, you wouldn't do it. Mm. Yes. And if you recall uh, when we first started the show, I think I said at that time, so 18 months ago, mm-hmm that we used to have uh, over 250 aged care beds uh, at the Village Baxter. We now have 120. Mm. Why? Because we wanted to reduce our reliance on government funding. You know, it is too easy to um, create a, a financial problem for you, so we deliberately downsized our facilities, uh, and, which for the region is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over 120 beds... Yeah. Uh, actually left this, left the Frankston and Mornington Peninsula area. So and that's not a good thing in the long haul.
0: So Stuart, do you think that most of the, you know, of the people in your, you know, domain, you know, the village owners or directors or, you know, uh, managers feel that, feel, all feel this type of over-regulation?
2: With our question, Paul, yeah. you know, it is a, a, a topic that just haunts us day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And there is no real incentive to come along and build, develop or be creative because there is no opportunity to be creative uh, under the current regime. And that's not necessarily the current political party. Mm -hmm. Both sides of politics Mm -hmm. have supported that uh, process over the last decade and something has to give. And there's, there's some really simple things that government could do. Um, what do they? Well, well, the first one is that they provide subsidy for care. They have no role in accommodation. I've And I've stated that in, in a variety of different forums. You know, we don't all live in the same type of house. You know, we, Brodie's in his mansion. Uh, Paula, you're in, uh, living in the middle of Brighton. And I've got my tent pinched on, pitched on the for Rosebud Foreshore. Yes, I've
1: got to talk to you about that. Yeah, right? I know. So uh, Council
2: are getting a bit mm-hmm. antsy yes. about that bit. <laughs> but we all live in different accommodation, but now that you move to an aged care facility, you know you're going to be moving into an 18 to 22 square metre uh, living space uh, with a four square metre uh, ensuite suite uh, as a self-contained unit. You know, we are all doing that. Mm. There, there is no room to be creative in that model. So you know up front... This is going to be your build cost. The only variable is what, how you're going to finish it to try and make certain that, you know, you can charge a higher bond or, or you, you will stay uh, in a lower bond area. So that if government deregulated accommodation, providers could do more creative things with the, the old adage that if you want a more expensive home, and you have the money, you can afford it. Mm. Mm. If, you, if you can't afford it, you will go to a place that is is not as lavish. Mm. And that should be the right of us as a society. Mm-hmm.
1: That does happen to, in some cases. Or is it that? Uh, no, that happens in retirement villages. That's retirement Re- yeah, reti- villages. Yes, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not
2: Commonwealth-funded not, aged care. Mm.
1: With Commonwealth-funded aged care, you, you are essentially a, a, a surrogate public service.
2: Correct. There is no scope. Government control us.
1: Completely. Completely. Every aspect.
2: And and that's wrong. In, in a free market society, yeah, yeah, it is. that is wrong. And, and government the,
0: and, sorry, should answer. always...
2: Pro- I was just, just going to uh, say, government should always be there to provide a safety net for those people who cannot afford uh, even a basic level of housing for whatever reason. Mm. Mm. You know, if you've lived in, in a shack and, you know, it, it is basically worthless... Um, when you come down to a city to be closer to your family, you are not going to be able to afford, uh, any, anything particularly lavish and government need to provide a safety net for those people. Um, you know, if, gov- I mean, government legislate how much money we have to leave you, uh, mm. when, when you move into mm. an aged care facility. And you've got to say that, you know, it, it is just not a good equation.
1: It strikes me the, really the only variable that you have possibly got is food
2: um, well you know you look at the cost of food and again that doesn't vary much between places you know in, in simple terms you will spend roughly thirty dollars a day yeah for food and labor so either cook your food in-house yeah or have it catered for by a, a contract caterer it'll work out somewhere around thirty dollars you know, if you go to a specialised facility, it might cost you more. Uh, you know, if you go to a Jewish facility mm-hmm. and uh, and you comply with with their requirements, that that could have a, a higher cost involved mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. But but as an average, we all we would all spend somewhere twenty twenty seven to to thirty dollars uh, per resident per day, and say so most of that cost is labour, the food component, the actual mm-hmm. com- ingredients, and if you do the the sums at home. The actual cost of ingredients would be under ten dollars mm. so mm. the rest of your costs are, are just pure labor Good and nice. if you consider it, if you have your two wheat bix for breakfast that's probably cost you 20 cents mm. uh, out of a packet um you, you dash of milk and so you build up so breakfast is a very cheap meal uh dinner is lunch uh is the main meal of the day in, in aged care it's because the
1: chateau lafitte 32 that is the killer, yes. of course. <laughs> that, the,
2: that, that, that is the, the stumbling block, <laughs> yes, finally. Yes, yes, I've, I've always found that. Okay. So, so catering in itself it is not that variable. No. You know, there's, I, I remember some years ago my, my chairman suggested to me that I needed to reduce our operating costs and uh, I, I tried to explain but most of those costs are fixed costs. You you need to feed people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to have uh, cleaning, housekeeping, yes, care sh- different sheets, continence pads, mm. whatever it may be. You need to repair your building, so the costs are really fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as an accountant and an old accountant, you know most people would think they were variable costs, but mm. in reality, they're mainly fixed costs. Mm. You can sacrifice staff training at your peril, because uh, that, that's always. Uh, an issue, but if you're going to keep pace with modern um, developments, modern standards, and techniques, you need to invest in your staff. You so get, how, a, that's get a cheaper a chairman,
1: Get a cheaper chairman. So
2: well, our, <laughs> our board is a voluntary board. Oh no! So
0: <laughs> so how did you go about that when you were asked to do well, that? I, you know,
2: I mean, we talk about it as as people. Mm. Yes. So you explain the realities of where we're at. Yeah. You know, government dictate what we have to what we have to provide to people mm. and they control what we can charge people. And it's just wrong. So if you remove housing from that equation, you know, people might sell their house for two million dollars mm-hmm. um, or a million dollars, uh, come into an aged care facility and they should be able to use that equity to help support their aged care. Mm. You, know, it, it's, you know, you can't necessarily leave it to the family but at least you can make that choice. Do mm. I want a better standard? So do I want to live in the Hilton, mm. which, which is your choice, or do I want to go to a budget motel? Mm. Mm. But that is your choice. Yes. And you have an asset that can support that lifestyle.
1: Do you think we're going... Uh, with, if you take Peter's situation where they, they are not making any plans to convert their plans into a reality, do you think we will be under severe pressure down this neck of the woods? Is it going to get worse?
2: A lot of providers have moved into the area of recent times, and and no, not necessarily. So why did we reduce our beds? Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to reduce the reliance on Commonwealth funding and the building regulations that you need to provide for residential aged care. So we're, as, as I said a couple of weeks ago, that... We plan on building apartments as two-bedroom apartments, fully equipped, and you can age in place in those apartments. So you've bought your apartment under Retirement Village rules. So I've charged you yep. what I think is a fair amount, and and we uh, can draw upon that equity. So you're living uh, in your apartment. If you need care, then we will provide community care services to you, and we believe we'll be able to provide. To the very top level of community care services, if government get the the allocation of packages mm. right in any region,
1: it's very mm. clever. It's actually very clever thinking.
2: And uh, and I'd like to say that it was our original thoughts. Some some people are already there and uh, have done that. Um, because it makes. place up in Queensland have, have done that and and doing it quite successfully and and we certainly have been talking about it for a long time
1: and it, well just, just from a from a participant's point of view if i can get into my retirement village and that converts through whatever the conversion rate is is to a full care when i don't have to move and i don't have to change my pictures on the wall or anything that's an improvement yes. in the in for me uh the, because I'm I'm not going to go into that area, which you don't come out of. You know, you, mm, this is...
2: some, some do, well, yeah. uh, but, but generally, mm. uh, they don't. if you're it's going to residential yeah. aged care, it, it is generally mm. for the balance of your life. Mm. But, so moving into an apartment, yeah. so you'll still keep your two bedrooms, mm. so you'll still be paying your apartment uh, costs, but you'll also then be paying... Uh, your care
1: costs. So why can't that happen in a retirement village now? It can. Oh, it can? It can.
2: And that, that's why we're, we're building apartments. Right. Uh, sorry to Frankston Council, we're yeah. about to, to lodge a permit to build apartments. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. So we have apartments now in our old hostel uh, where we combine two rooms into one. So yeah. they are not the world's greatest apartments and we wouldn't pretend otherwise, but they provide a need to a segment of, of the community. Yeah. And we want to expand that segment. And, uh, and that's by building new apartments to make them modern, make them attractive. We believe it will be very popular and, and successful. And should it be that way, we will look to increase the number of apartments that we have on our property.
1: But in, if you take a standard village, right, a, a, a retirement village, what we're, what you're saying is the, the, the really advanced thinking is to, Become architects of delivering full care to that architectural platform as opposed to building an architectural platform for purpose and servicing it. Yes. And that is, that's a, that's a thinking of, of, of the, the dynamics of how you service, how you serve. Uh, uh, transport, moving, food, all the, all the other bits and pieces.
2: So uh, so the drama, so in if you look at a standard retirement village with no care services mm. currently on board, if you deliver that quality of care in someone's unit, mm. it can still be a very lonely so, social mm. isolation. Yes. Yeah. The advantage of having an apartment complex is that you can still see life and movement mm. around you. Yeah. And whether you have a community building or, or whatever you do to try and engage in, in social interaction, mm. that's an important component of it.
0: Mm. And that's the way of the future, you believe, I, I do, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and I believe that for some time, Paula. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are trying to seek a meeting with uh, our local member. i mm-hmm. a financialer. Good to hear. Uh, but Peter's put a request in to, to have a chat with us so we can talk about some of those dynamics. Good.
1: In the meantime... We'd like to talk about other than dynamics next weekend.
2: Mm-hmm. Today being Thursday, yep. you've got only 24 hours or 36 hours to plan your weekend and to visit uh, 12 villages that are open for uh, inspection, displays. Different villages are doing different things on the day. And where, we, where, where, where are where they? Are they? Yes. So, <laughs> so villages start from Patterson Lakes Yep, uh, at the Patterson Village. And uh, Village Glen down at Rosebud is the, uh, the furthest distance away, and Cranbourne, at the other side of a triangle. Mm-hmm. So between the Patterson Lakes Village, the Blue Hills Residence, and Blue Hills Rise, Jody and the team out there would just love to see you. Uh, the Long Island Village down in on um, Seaford Road and Greenways, close uh, close geographic area. Greenways actually participated in our golf day last week, mm. and. Um, and took out one of our prizes, so, uh, uh hi to uh, Robin Forster, it's, uh, <laughs> d- down there. Casey Grange in Cranbourne, uh, alongside of, uh, the other, be- uh, the other Blue Hills residents. The Peninsula Lifestyle Village on the baxter tourin Road. St John's, a shout out to, uh, to our friends down at, at Somerville. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. to, uh, to Helen and, and the team, and I'm not certain whether Graham will be there or, I hope Helen's got him under control as the new uh, CEO, but uh, hopefully uh, that he will be there. Court in Mount Martha, and Martha's Point, Village, Glen Down, Rosebud, and if if you plan your day well, you would be able to get a feed at every one of those villages. Really? <laughs> oh, they're, oh they're, Brody, we need, we need, need to
0: plan to our day. day. You,
2: <laughs> you can't have a village open day without food being available. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you look at the early starters, so. Village Glen, Oh, sorry, Village Baxter. is I was open. waiting for you to mention yeah, look, them. Waiting, I, I should <laughs> plug us. So Village Baxter is open at nine, as is, um, who else is open at nine? Look, we're the only, oh, Greenways. So Village Baxter and Greenways open at nine o'clock and we're each finishing at one o'clock. So we like to get in, oh, okay. strike early. You know, we have our market day down at the village, so a bunch of local People come along, show their goods, soaps, um, whatever it might be, um, veggies. So market day <laughs> is happening. I'll be standing in the village in the unit yep. that we have open for display to show people. Entrance six, if you come to Village Baxter, mm-hmm. not any one of the other entrances, you, you'll get seriously lost. The other villages are all opening at ten o'clock, so that, that's for Stockland villages at Patterson Lakes and Long Island.
1: What would, what are the, what's the latest?
2: The latest opener is 10, but the, the finishing time is finishing. more interesting. Yeah. So Casey Grange and, um, and Blue Hills, they close at four. They're the, they're, of, and Peninsula Lifestyle Village. Right. So. Village Glen only open 10 till three. Right.
1: Mm.
0: So,
2: um.
1: Pick, pick your, where would they get this information?
2: Uh, there is a website yep. called peninsulaopenday.com.au, which has a nice little map. And details of a village It should be in the local paper this week mm-hmm. uh, I haven't checked that But certainly we, we paid money To yes, did, to put to it in the it. local <laughs> paper So I'd be disappointed uh, If that's not there But you can be assured that Wherever you go to any of, any of the 12 villages You'll be made really welcome And you'll get to experience What village life uh, can be like mm-hmm. uh, Which is simply People having fun and yes. what more could you want uh, in, in your senior years? Well, that's right. So Sounds yes.
0: perfect to
1: me. Yes.
2: And if you don't know, you'll never learn. Nope. Exactly. So your best chance so is this day is for you. your day.
0: The yes. 17th of March. 17th of March. Okay. 48 you, yes. 48
2: hours. Oh, you've got 48 hours.
1: It's uh, well, the weekend. Yes. Oh, okay, so if you don't do Saturday, you can do Sunday. Yes. No, well, no, no, no. Oh,
2: no? No, no, it's 48 hours from today. Oh, sorry. I thought uh, what you were going to say. Yes. Uh, until we're there. It's still, okay, it's just, uh, yes. just Saturday. Just Saturday. Just yep. get that correction cool. correct. Mm-hmm. Just, just let me check that. Uh, I believe it's only Saturday. Yes, I'm sticking with Saturday. Saturday. Yes. it is.
1: Okay, make it Saturday. Write it into your diary now. Put it in your GPS and get yourself down there. Get your mm-hmm. map and uh, make the most of it because... And try the food. And try and the try food. Try
0: the food, yes.
1: Terrific to see you.
0: Thanks so much, Stuart, for coming by Bye. today, all on your own some. And we'll see all. you next time.
1: Yep, thanks, Brody. Look out yourself. Have right. a great week. Bye, buddy. Bye.
0: Bye to the age stage a program that looks at all things to do with seniors and we have a special guest uh, today Brody from the Melbourne City Mission welcome Vicki Sutton hi
3: thank Hello.
0: you very much for inviting me on Vicki
1: it's Paula did you I don't know whether we just no, know we got, didn't. I, I didn't we didn't how are you Vicki
0: thank you for coming on and speaking with us today terrific I'm pleased to be here so tell us a little bit about the City Mission, the Melbourne City Mission, and what, what you actually do.
3: Yeah, Melbourne City Mission works with um, people to help them overcome barriers and obstacles that they face, achieving their best future their way. So many of us take for granted a magnificent ordinary life of being educated, having a home, having a job, and being part of our community. Um And Melbourne City Mission works with a range of people facing obstacles to that ordinary, wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a whole range of programs across homelessness, education um, and um, helping older people as well have social connections and contribute to their community.
0: Wonderful. And Vicky, do you see more of one issue than another or is it just general across the board, you know, struggling in, in all those areas that you've just mentioned?
3: Mm. Well, it can be a whole range of of reasons uh, that people might find themselves isolated from their community. So it could be um, financial reasons that make it hard to maintain a home, it could be access to education, being excluded from school, or it could be um, a disability that makes it hard to uh, be a, a contributing member of a workforce or to be involved in your community. A whole range of reasons. And as people get older as well, they can find themselves very isolated and lonely um, mm-hmm. from community connections.
0: And so what what is your community visitor scheme? How does that work? Would, would somebody or a family member of a person who's living on their own contact you and, and mm-hmm. go from there? Or how, how does it work, Vicki? Well, in
3: essence, um, community visitor, visitor scheme is a service that creates friendships. It's a program that matches volunteers with older members of the community Mm -hmm. who might be feeling lonely or isolated. Now, Melbourne City Mission matches uh, over 200 volunteers to older members of the community. And our aim is that once we've done our job well, the clients and the volunteers forget how they have met. They're both enjoying so much the benefits of a wonderful youth friendship. So, for example... Recently, Melbourne City Mission matched a 97-year-old sculptor living in an aged care facility and feeling isolated with a volunteer who was a graduate of sculpting and art. And they formed a wonderful um, friendship.
0: So So what would have been the age difference there between the 97-year-old and the the one training?
3: It'll be decades.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. But having, you know, common interests and um, ways that people can connect with one another is a core part of Melbourne City Mission's mm. uh, way that we um, facilitate this community visitors scheme. That, that's the essence of success, in making sure that we get that matching right and that people form that connection and then have a wonderful friendship that can go on for a long period of time.
1: Vicki, do you find that your clients essentially just give up is that the root of it all? They just say it's too hard. I, I, I can't manage my life. I'm, I'm just, and, and they just become uh, either homeless or they become insulated. Uh, is, is that is it just despair and and uh, giving up or and that, and it's cured by by connection and friendship as we've just heard.
3: Um, no, I wouldn't say it's giving up. Um, I, You know, for older people who find themselves lonely and isolated, you know, many of us will have had relatives who, you know, who, who lose connections because they lose their driver's licence. Yes. They lose mm-hmm. their core group of friends um, through death or um, their family lives interstate. And they lose that independence to stay connected. It becomes harder and harder. They may end up in an aged care facility. And sometimes even within an aged care facility, they can become quite isolated. Yes. Um, you know, there can be a lot of recreational activities, but they can feel quite isolated without personal friendship. Mm-hmm. So it is it is uh, high risk with um Older members of the community that that can happen, and mm. programs like this can really recreate those social connections.
0: And so, Vicky, how do you match um, volunteers with residents? How do you, how does that work?
3: Mm. Well, it's um, as I said, it's through interests. Another great example that we've had just recently is. Uh, an older person who came to us looking for a, um, a friend um, was really passionate about politics and we were able to identify a volunteer who's a teacher of political
0: studies.
3: Oh, wonderful. So it's really about looking for those relevant connections. So as we manage 200, more than 200 volunteers, we're constantly advertising um, mm-hmm. for volunteers on our website And, you know, then we will work as we get a new person come through the CVS program, the Community Visitor Scheme Program, to find a match um, Mm -hmm. and to introduce them and to ensure that that does work Mm -hmm. before we start to, um, that becomes part of their normal routine Mm. and we'd
0: leave them them to it, leave them to develop that friendship. And what happens when um, there's a a matching that they don't get along? So Mm. the resident and the volunteer for whatever reason don't hit it off. How do Mm. you handle that?
3: Well we would go back and look for another volunteer to support that um, resident or that client. Um, It's no good if um, it doesn't um, create that friendship if there's not a meeting of the mind and shared interests.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, that's a core part of the success of the program. So we would look for another volunteer mm-hmm. um, that may have that connection. It's a bit like meeting a person at a dinner party, yes. you've got to have a connection. Yes. And if you don't have that, it might look great on paper. But when they meet, if they don't have that, then we'll go back and find another volunteer.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I believe that you have a lunch on the 21st of March. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. us about that.
3: Yes, we have um, – it's, it's an annual lunch. It's our Heat Homeless Longest Lunch. So, as I said, Melbourne City Mission works across a whole range of people experiencing issues, being part of our, um, of you know, really fully appreciating their life. So, this lunch is a three-course lunch for 150 people who are experiencing homelessness
0: mm-hmm. and
3: it will be held at Luna Park St Kilda next oh, Friday, the okay. 23rd of March. Mm-hmm. It is part of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. It's been designed. It's a three-course meal that's been designed by our patron, Guy Grossi, and it'll be prepared and served by our heat hospitality training
0: students. Right. Oh, that's a, that's,
1: that's a, yeah, that's a great gift.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. we've
3: been running the event for 11 years, and our aim is to give people who are experiencing homelessness the chance to enjoy a special meal during this food and wine festival that they wouldn't typically have access to. Mm. And while doing that, raise awareness in the community about the whole range of reasons that people can be experiencing homelessness.
0: Fantastic, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Vicky, for um, speaking with us today. And I'm sure there's so much more that we could talk about, but we've only right, got Lisa. limited time. Oh, so maybe just... you could come back and visit another time. Oh,
3: look, I'd love to, Paul and Brody. Yeah. And I would just say to any of your listeners, if anyone is interested in volunteering on the community visitors yes. team, yes. Um, or um, shouting someone lunch to participate in the heat, heat homeless lunch next week. If they can actually make a donation, that will pay for someone to... How, much, how, how, much,
1: how much would that cost?
3: $60 for a donation to right. support a home, um, someone experiencing homelessness attend the lunch.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: So if they're interested in either of those things, or if they think they might like to avail of the community visitors program themselves, mm-hmm. um, then head on to the Melbourne City Mission website. And um, there are a couple of tabs there. There's a What's On tab where they can follow the link through to heat homeless longest lunch, mm-hmm. and there's also a um, there's also a tab around um, a volunteer tab around the community visitor scheme, which has phone numbers where they can make inquiries.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much, Vicky, and we'll speak to you soon.
3: Wonderful, Paula and Brody. Great talking to you. Take, Take care. care. Bye. 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 Hi, this is Sigrid Thornton speaking. I love listening to the radio, and when I'm on the peninsula, I love listening to RWP-FM.
0: And welcome back to the Ames Days. Yes,
1: indeed. Well, we were going to have um, Heather Catherwood, but unfortunately we uh, we seem to have lost her. Yes, we we uh, uh, she was uh, going to talk to about cultural diverse care, uh, and uh, and language barriers and, mm. and and the like and that sort of thing. Uh, yes, but unfortunately, uh, and, and we've tried to ring her up and uh, it seems to be going through to message bank, so we've uh, we've missed the opportunity. We'll get her back another, one, we'll another get day. We'll, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll certainly def- get it back another day. Yes, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, there's you. There's lots that you and I can talk about. There is. And, and and one of them that i've been meaning to discuss with you for a while is that we are both relatively young grandparents so we fall into that category of senior seniors yes we are of a retirement age yes we are we choose not to play bowls or do the usual things we choose to continue on doing and mm. you have your own consultancy mm mm-hmm. Uh, where you deal with uh, people that have got challenges life life challenges and uh, and you also work here very hard and and this is where I work too. So that is our choice. What is it that worries you most about your next phase?
0: with Without sounding flippant and being mm. totally serious, I don't. I don't worry about the next phase You, oh,
1: you no, really do not no. have any concern That that uh, whatever happens to you Is just going to be whatever it is And you just deal with it As and when it happens
0: and, and that sounds a bit irresponsible No it but, doesn't It just sounds No it, it, it's absolutely I trust I absolutely 100% trust That um, my life will be taken care of By I don't know
1: Oh, I see. Perhaps what okay. I
0: do, perhaps.
1: So, but so circumstances. Are you saying, and I, I want to try and get this said the correct way, mm-hmm. that you have a spiritual crutch or support or a reliance that is your guide and therefore your comfort, and therefore that's why you don't.
0: I would call it an understanding. Understanding, mm. right? Mm.
1: Uh, yes, crutch wasn't the right word, no. but you know what I'm, I, I mean. I do know what you mean. You know, yes, that, that I do how know you how mean. religions can become
0: certainly nothing to do with religion. No, okay, yeah, absolutely okay. not.
1: So, so, but nonetheless, spiritual
0: and under a spiritual understanding, absolutely right. That, um, well, the thing is, Brody, that if we worry about things yes. and if we're constantly concerned about it, it doesn't change them one. One iota. Worrying about anything at all does not change the situation. The situation is still there when we wake up in the morning or whatever. Worrying about it does not... It's just a waste of time. Totally.
1: Well, I do worry.
0: Well, you shouldn't because it makes you ill.
1: Well, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: stop your foot and take your bat. (laughs) No.
1: The reason that I do care is that i saw uh, a very up close and very personal i I saw my father Mm. uh encapsulated in a rotting body Mm. while his mind was still very aware and he was unable to reach out and i watched him die intellectually Mm over a period of four months uh, or thereabouts. And it was so... The only way I can describe it really is disgusting mm-hmm. as a descriptor. Mm-hmm. He was disgusted with himself. He was angry with his situation. He was scared because he couldn't reach out enough and he wore himself out mentally trying to work out how how he could change this and I said to myself I can't bear the thought that I might follow him I can't Mm -hmm. I can't bear it now there's absolutely nothing I can do about it Mm -hmm. short of committing suicide when I decide that that it may be something that's happened and now's the time to do it. And that is not the right way out either because people get very upset when you just kill yourself mm. um, and uh, and they get cross with you and they they say, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't have done this and how dare you and you've upset everybody. Uh, and, and And that's true because we don't have the ability to have the conversation that says it's time I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you have a terminal disease. Mm. But we all have a terminal disease. We do. We do. So, the definition is wrong. The definition for terminal disease mm. is, uh, that you know when you're going to die. And that if that period is, say, 18 months, then potentially, this use the thing, you'll be able to do something about it. Mm-hmm. But you have to wait until 18 months before you're expected to die. Mm-hmm. And one, it seems you have to be in pain, physical pain. Mm. So I don't get that. I don't get the the, the, the the my biggest fear. And I do worry about it. And you're right. There's nothing having had two TIAs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uh, I and I do carry extra weight and all the other bits and pieces and I don't do enough about it let let alone take the tablets that I'm supposed to take so I'm I'm guilty as hell Mm. but the bottom line is is that the fear that I would experience um uh, if I fell into that would just be an absolute nightmare and um, but you
0: know, Brody, whether you fear it or you don't, it could happen, and it could happen to any one of us you know perfectly healthy. I'm extremely blessed that I am a very healthy woman yes. um, and have been all of my life. But who knows what tomorrow is? And you can't, there's no way I can know that I might not be thrust into a situation like you, you know, describe your father having. And by me, you know, speaking miserably about that or, you know, concerning, over concerning myself about that is not, not only making myself miserable, but the people around me.
1: No, but, but in, in, in thinking about it and being scared of it or however you mm-hmm. I am exploring ways to potentially address that
0: mm-hmm.
1: the obvious being as we said is it's suicide and that is not hope, helpful at all mm. I'm trying to work out other ways by which that can Potentially happen, which is why I've I've uh, had my uh, end of life conversation, mm-hmm. requirement and do not resuscitate laws, and which is now incidentally, it's no longer a choice anymore. The medical people have to follow that ruling. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of choice anymore. So I'm assuming that they'll be able to get that information at an ambulance mm-hmm. or whatever, and to be able to say, no, we 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 we, we have to abide by this. And <laughs> I can only hope. I can. Own, that's my my only fallback position mm. is that it's bad enough where I can uh, do something, do something about mm. it. Now that also means things like you know having a tattoo that says "Do not resuscitate." Yeah, you know, and 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 that's why I do think about these things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean to say I sit there and moan about it.
0: But what if you put as much and more energy into living as you? are perhaps doing into preparing for your transition, let's say.
1: Because if I don't d- do anything about it, mm-hmm. I may find myself in my father's position. Mm-hmm. And the, the only advice you'll be able to give me as you look into my eyes and and see tears roll down my face mm-hmm. is to say, that's a bagger, isn't it? Uh, sorry about that. Um, you can feel bad about it now if you like, Brody and that's, and that's just too late. Mm-hmm. It's far too late. Uh, and I, I think it's one of those things that, that, that we somehow need to, to address that core issue. Mm-hmm. Age does not scare me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, losing, becoming n- not what I regard as human. In, in 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 an animal sense, mm-hmm. when I'm working on spare parts or whatever else it might be, that I find distressing and I find wrong emotionally. And uh, I do lead my life as if uh, you know I, I, I'm not sitting there waiting to die. Mm-hmm. I just get on and lead, lead each Why day. Why
0: do you not take your medication?
1: Because I forget. It's literally why. I okay, think,
0: you could, you've got a f- mobile phone, haven't you? Yes, yes, you have. Yeah, of course you have. And it's got so a thing on it. It's got app, an alarm yeah, yeah. on it. Yes, uh, and, and an app. And it does. It'll and, I, tell you. and I pick it up. and I go. Mm.
1: And I just press it. Across yes, I remember that. And turn it off. Mm. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's it's my own stupidity. I mm. get it. I absolutely get it. And uh and I know that uh it's it. You know, I'm, I'm I don't deserve. You you
0: you have to ask yourself. You would not, you would not forget to service your car, would you? Yes. You wouldn't.
1: Oh, I probably would. No,
0: and yet. No, it, I'd make the decision not but, to. Yeah, that's right. We mm-hmm. have to go. We a do.
1: It, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting little debate.
0: It was. It I was. hope I'm going
1: to be a gracious grandparent, and I hope I'm going to see more of you. Knowledge. Will
0: I'll make sure you do. Oh,
1: well, I, I, I'm not anything there, but yeah. if you see me lying by the side <laughs> of the road, kick me to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I can
0: ask. Okay, till next week we shall say goodbye.
1: And we will get hold of Vicky. And we will uh, talk to her transport. Get in touch with her next week.
0: We will do that.
1: Oh, not Vicky, Heather. Heather, sorry. Vicky. Yes, yes, we Heather. have.
0: Yes, and we do want to thank our sponsors too: uh, the Village Glen, the Village Baxter, and Encore Living for that yes. regional alternative. Tribute. Bye for now. Take care.